Blog Talk Radio. We're here. Give me the green light. Because I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. If you're going to bring back the Las Vegas franchise, it has to be outlaws. They had one of the sweetest looking logos on the helmet. Because I'm ready to go. Mother of God. Especially when you have a shirtless Rodney Dangerfield. God bless Rodney Dangerfield. Rest in peace. But put on a shirt, man. Don't nobody want to see that. You put that on right now. You'll be headline news on Fox News. One, so is this on? One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Extreme Football Podcast, Episode 11, XFL Proposals. We have a loaded show for you today because there's been a lot of XFL news the last couple of days. We did a podcast, I think it was on Monday, then more news broke out on Tuesday. I think we were a day premature, but we'll get to that. We'll get to everything. We'll be talking about the new commission. We got a commissioner of the XFL, um, reported cities that have been in uh, confirmed that they have received a proposal. Also, uh, media narratives about the XFL and how falsely they're accusing XFL. I got stats and numbers that will shock you about the other leagues saying that they have better followers. But anyways, welcome to the XFL Podcast. You can follow us at XFP Podcast. You can call the show at, well, let me see the number. I got the number right here, 646-787-8538. Of course, I am the host, Jay Dash. Um, also, James, no matter what, I don't give a care. I, am, I can't do this without my partner in crime, the guy from Virginia, he is proud. He is happy because he is drinking some nice champagne out of that Stanley Cup, the one and only, the wrestling movie. Ah, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Caps win. The curse is officially over. I wish I was drinking some champagne. I've actually got a Red Bull. A little bit worn out, but mm, I am ready. I am here. Let's break out the energy. Let's break out the championships. All right, enough about that. Let's move on to the XFL. I'm a little too excited over here. It's still very strange to actually have a championship back in D.C. So it's kind of, it's throwing me off my game a little bit, but in a very good way. Nice to see you guys again. It feels like it's been a little while. Welcome back to Sunday. Welcome back to official Sunday at 7 o'clock. This is usually what was going to happen. And of course, as everybody knows... Um, last couple of months, the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to do a show every single Sunday, and there's been Sundays where we're like, how can we do an XFL show with no news at all? There is zero news out there. Oh, a leaf just blew past my screen. That's how much news it is. We're breaking news about, you know, malware and, and viruses on your computer. There's no news for the XFL out there. But this week, we have an official guy and a commissioner. Oliver Luke, who is a former commissioner of the NCAA, this guy Oliver knows Luck. how to luck. I call like him. I call him Luke. Um, sorry. Luke, you are the one. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is the savior. He is the chosen one. 
but this is a home run, in my opinion, for Vince McMahon because of one reason and one reason only. This guy has zero connections to the original XFL. This guy has zero connections to Vince McMahon until now. And this guy has operated and run and supervised one of the biggest sporting organizations in the United States, maybe the world, in the NCAA. And when you look at some of the quotes from Brett Beard and some of the high-recognized high recognized CBS reporters, NBC reporters, ESPN reporters, they're saying the XFL did the best chance and got this guy out of the NCAA who – I admit is making a decent amount of money with the NCAA to go form this league with Vince McMahon. I think it's a big hit, and it just tells you that they, that Vince McMahon is trying to keep the XFL and the WWE separate. And I think this is a great hire, and it's someone that can equal the comparisons to the popularity to the superstars or the former superstars of the NFL who now work with the Alliance. I think it's a home run pick. And I think it's going to be very interesting what he does. And he made a statement just the, the other day that the XFL will be following the NBA's protocol on national anthem. Nice way to go out there and say it and get it out of the way so people get mad about, oh, we can't protest. He said, well, they're doing the same as the NBA. So that means there's something that's going to be some initiatives, some something in the background that's going to help these players. So that's a good thing, in my opinion. Get that subject out of the way. Don't do what the NFL does and actually have, you know, secret meetings behind people's back going after a certain player, which that, which is, my, in my opinion, disgraceful. Even though we have our separate opinions about Colin Kaepernick, it's just kind of, you know, sad that you have the NFL doing secret meetings behind Kaepernick's back with other owners in the NFL to organize this operation. But I like how what uh, Oliver Luck did. And Vince McMahon did, so we're going to adapt the NBA's, NBA's proposal of the national anthem. So, my fine sir, what is your opinion about this hire? What do you think is going to happen from this hire? And where do you think the XFL may go, or who else will they go after to do organizations for the XFL? Well, I actually thought Bill Polian was always going to be the guy, but I guess not. They went after Oliver Luck. At first, I was like, Oliver Luck? Do they mean Andrew Luck? Oh, wait. No, that's Andrew Luck's dad huh what has this guy done apparently he's been an nfl player an executive lawyer athletic director and general manager of the houston dynamo in the mls so this guy has been all over the place and the fact that he was able to make soccer really work in houston where mls has typically had problems like uh the chivas team which uh started in 2007 and closed up shop uh there's been a lot of times where soccer fails in Texas, and yet he was able to make it work. Houston Dynamo are one of the healthiest teams in MLS, so that tells you the guy knows what he's doing. And on top of that, NCAA. I mean, really, can you say anything else? <laughs> the guy runs the NCAA. Uh, he clearly knew what he was doing. And what is going on hey, in the background? Uh, is Drew Sambor going crazy? Oh, man. You didn't know? You ask for the call, somebody!
I'm going to have to go tell the world exactly what's on the list of Jack. <laughs> you just made the list! I want Dusty Rhodes, the legendary American dream. Well, you've got all of it you can stand, baby. Nobody runs down. Jack at the moment. We do a follow Give me a hell yeah. The AAF is trying to sabotage. Leave. That's unbelievable. myself then we listen to this guy <laughs> and that's what the system does oh i guarantee right. we have listeners out there are either they're saying what the hell's happening on and now they hear us and they're i guarantee they're laughing their asses off right now they're like i would hope oh. so if they just left like jesus these guys don't know what the hell they're doing blog talk oh. what the hell it's only like our 30th episode <laughs> and yet that happens that's probably the worst thing that's happened yet Other than the internet crashing on me That sucked so hard That was not Jade Ash's fault whatsoever That wasn't even blog talk That was just Verizon Clearly sabotaging me as well There's a serious conspiracy going on here So I have To make us official To protect us from this kind of crap (laughs) Yeah we need our own studio up up there in Bristol Connecticut Uh, Yeah so we actually, by the way, about that that poll that we did last week, I actually we got actually pretty good numbers from it. Thirteen people yeah. said yes. No, zero people said no. There's we don't take no for an answer. So, so pretty, pretty good. But <laughs> that might be why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's no no. Um, all the sound systems right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you hear sound that's going on in the background, uh, my mouse is completely off the screen. The soundboard on my control is disabled. So if anything starts playing in the background, I have no control over it, so I do apologize. But let's get back to what your opinion was before we were rudely interrupted by the Block Talk Radio's uh, bad timing of playing the music. Uh, simply put, uh, is an experienced entrepreneur that has been an athlete himself. He's been down in the dirt. He has been at the top as well, running NCAA. He's run Houston Dynamo and MLS. The guy is a former lawyer. 
He's a former athletic director. So he's a little bit of everything. The guy is basically like a Swiss Army knife. I didn't really know who he was, but clearly he's, he's the right choice. And events is trying to avoid the same mistakes that he made before. He's avoiding the entertainment aspect, and he's going straight for the sports aspect. Got a question for you. And that's why this guy's going to work, I think. <laughs> Please, just don't let the system crash again. What is your question? <laughs> uh, where are the odds of now of Andrew Luck playing in the XFL? Uh, well, if they continue to destroy him by not protecting him, uh, there's a decent chance. But, I mean, he's making so much money, I really don't think the XFL is going to be able to compete with that. Uh, on top of that, if his, dad was, if, if his dad was the head coach of a team or something, I think he would feel – uh, he'd feel the want to do that more because he'd see him more often. Uh, if he's the commissioner, he's not going to see him very often. How many players actually run into Roger Goodell on a regular basis? Most of the players in the NFL hate Roger Goodell. They never met the guy. They just hate him because it fits the narrative of whatever the player association is doing at the time. That's either left or right view. I don't care. Um, but, Fair enough. But what do you think about Andrew Luck actually being part of the XFL now? Because he had his XFL, his NFL career is on the down down downcline right now. Uh, I mean, as far as like namesake wise, like he could be coach, like, yay, we have Andrew Luck, but his shoulders. Coach. Torn. Oh, as a coach, well, in or case, operating a team in Indiana, possibly. Uh, too soon. I think it's way too soon. He really doesn't have any experience. And a lot of the times when you take a player and you turn him into a head coach, I mean, in basketball or hockey, look at Wayne Gretzky. He was one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. Really bad coach. So I, I don't, I think that he's like at least five, eight years away. If he was to retire right now and start learning how to coach, I'd say he'd be about five to eight years away. Yeah. Well, that will be in what twenty 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 three. We'll be going in our third season of the XFL, um, where the LA Extreme will be three time and defending uh, XFL champions. Uh, well, that'd be ironic, though. I just to just put that out there. Just example: if LA gets an XFL team and they won, they won the one in two thousand one. Then they won the one in two thousand. They won one in two, uh, the twenty and twenty one. Then they're the defending champion at twenty three, and they're like, "Can someone beat this LA team?" God forsaken. And they're like eighteen year reign champions. No, it'll be, <laughs> yeah, it'll be eighteen, it'll be Crap, I'm, I'm bad with math. So it'll be twenty, be yeah, it'll almost be twenty years, twenty 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 two year reigning champion. I think that will break a lot of records for the longest reigning champions. Even Brock Lesnar can't break that. Um, yeah, I actually want that to happen just so I can get a T-shirt that says, like, 21-year champions. Bite that, Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. We might get in that subject. We can get to that subject later. But even though we were really dis- interrupted by our technology, I do apologize. But everybody out there, the XFL universe, uh, we do know that the XFL has been very active in Twitter and Facebook lately. Uh, they took a picture of glorious iPads, and I wish I had one of those. I guarantee that's just a decked-out iPad going to either either the city council groups or the actual stadiums in which these XFL proposals are set. We do know that the XFL released saying that 30 proposals went out to 30 cities around 
the country. There are three confirmed cities that they've the city either a reporter from a city or the management position reported it or vice versa, someone else was in between the connections and they broke the news. We do know that Louisville, St. Louis, and San Antonio are officially confirmed of getting XFL proposals. There is a slightly confirmed XFL proposal in Raleigh, North Carolina, but not official. Uh, I did put tweeted that it was confirmed. I was premature tweet. I do that a lot. I do premature a lot. So, uh, I, you know, I, um, that just sounds wrong. Yeah, <laughs> as Archer would say from Archer, uh, phrasing. So yes, um, I'm a man. I'll admit to it. Uh, but there are some reports that Raleigh as well was a fourth city in the conversation. But basically, I guarantee you the original eight cities got proposals, and I don't expect you know Birmingham or Orlando or uh, those are actually Memphis or their three teams currently that the AAF went after. I don't expect them to look over a proposal aggressively compared to other cities like San Antonio, St. Louis, and Louisville. But there's news like that. There's The XFL has finally sent out stuff. There is stuff mailed, tweet. Someone's got an X, awesome iPad with an XFL logo on it, and I guarantee that may end up on Google or eBay or Amazon sometime soon. Um, but with the notification of the proposals out, I say that we're maybe either weeks or maybe a few months away to announcing of teams and – the approach that the XFL has done, in my opinion, is great because XFL is still a year and a half, almost two years away from kicking off. Holy crap. There we go. We're back. I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I kind of got disconnected. That is my fault. Apparently, either my internet connection on this side is crap or – the internet connection, period, is crap. I do apologize. Uh, I think Wrestling Movie Guy got dropped, dropped as well. I think he get back into the conversation as soon as possible. Um, weird day. This has been a very weird day, period, uh, with technology. But anyways, I'm very jealous. Uh, I don't know when the phone line got disconnected. I, I was discussing. I don't know what, honestly, I really don't know when it got disconnected in my opinion. So, uh, I was talking about the XFL podcast. I don't, I don't understand what I dropped off. Wrestle movie guy, where did I drop off? That I don't know what's wrong with this damn internet. Where did hey, I man, cut off that? I, I had a call back in too. I caught us off at the exact same time. I can't understand what is going on. Internet's free. I'm the only one at the house. It's not raining. It's not snowing. I don't see a tornado about to take me away from Kansas. I have no clue what is going on. I have um, no idea as well. Kind of threw me off my groove right there. But, but you were discussing who is going to get one of those glorious, glorious iPads. That's what I need cool. to know. It's the most important thing. Who's going to get one of those iPads? But uh, you were discussing the locations and the possibilities. Uh, St. Louis being one of them. Uh, seeing Houston is also being looked at. So I believe that's where you left off before the Internet so really interrupted us. <coughs> Again. Again. Uh, apparently the Alliance knows that, oh my God, the XFL has still has people that cheer for it and it's advancing, dear God. So if anybody's out there who wants to get on the show and talk to us, ask us questions, whatever, 
The best chance for you to do it is now when the internet is working. We don't know if you're going to get cut off anytime soon. We did have a caller before. I know you call. You had 973 area code. Your time to get back on the show is now. I don't know when the power is in or out. I don't know. It's outside right now from my apartment. Sunny skies. Well, there's a thunderstorm at the far distance, but that's a good 40, 50 miles away. So if you have a chance, call. Call now so we do know we have some, uh, you know, internet coverage. But are you jealous about this uh, glorious iPad? Very much so. I want it. <laughs> Plain and simple. How do I get my hands on one of those? Well, I guarantee it's going to be on that, that, I, I was wondering. I was like, man, that, that's a lot to put in. That. I mean, you know, it's kind of a waste. Like, on the iPad, and then it's like, oh, well, we're done with it now. Um, what do we do with it? Hey, Suzanne, <laughs> hey, you want an iPad? There you go. And I was like, okay, okay, you didn't have to go all that way. But, hey, Vince McMahon likes to be flashy. And, you know, you got to spend money to make money. You got to really look like you really want it. So, yeah. hey, he made, he made a good move. Yeah, and they look nice. We do know that San Antonio officially came out and made a statement that they are a team or a city that's got a proposal, Louisville. Was another city actually it was I think NBC Louisville that reported it, and St. Louis I think was a CBS station that reported it, and Raleigh is a questionable one at the time. So that's only four out of thirty teams. I do hope cities like Portland get one, uh, Omaha, St. Louis of course, Columbus, uh, Grand Rapids. We've talked about them previously on the past show. Uh, also, we talked about Syracuse again get a proposal of getting a team, but. The one thing that was interesting is that uh, a lot of these reporters and a lot – well, it wasn't, this wasn't really reported officially, but I looked at a lot of during the tweets when these proposals were seen out uh, of XFL, anti-XFL reporters slash, you know, political people, whatever you want to call them, saying that the XFL has zero supporters and the AAF is going to thrive past them and take over the fame. The XFL has ceased to exist before the 2020 season. So I did a basic little research, just a basic little research. If you check the XFP podcast Twitter page, you'll see one of them. The battle between the two Twitter accounts. Uh, Twitter on the XFL side is around 62.5, which is 62,500 people roughly liked or followed the XFL on Twitter. And the AAF has 14,100 roughly followers on the AAF. So right there, there's a you know a big difference of about forty some thousand, fifty some thousand, give or take a hundred people that follow the XFL over the uh, AF. But then I digged even deeper into the situation and went to Instagram and Facebook. In uh, Facebook, of course, the XFL has an additional thirty three thousand followers. The AF has an additional four thousand followers. Ooh. Instagram. Instagram, the XFL has additional 5,000 followers, and the AAF has an additional 500 followers. So out of the three major social media sites, the XFL roughly, I guarantee you there's multiple people like all three things. I understand that. But based on numbers, the XFL has 1,200,000 followers, give or take 100. The X, the AAF, about twenty-two thousand. So you're almost looking right there at ninety. Um, 
not ninety, not one million. Excuse me, my math is completely god awful. Yeah, today. I was like, I do a million. Pop. That went pretty high there. Couldn't tell if you were being serious or not. <laughs> no, I, it's uh, excuse me, it's a hundred and two thousand followers. Better. It still blows Correct. it out of the water. Yeah, hundred two thousand followers. I don't. I sorry, I have a calculator right here that I realize it's not the calculator. It's the call. It's a block talk radio connection thing, and I just now realized that the numbers on the keypad equal the same numbers on the fucking dashboard. So the reason why I got cut off, I think, is because I was doing the fucking math. I think I cut <laughs> myself off. Jesus. Florida, um, Florida public schools. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's. One equals one. Yeah. Uh, count Dracula in here. So <laughs> two plus two but equals yeah. chicken. Yeah, that's true. Or what came first, egg or chicken? That's the question that is a, you know, dilemma. <laughs> I had back Both in college came I had to write Yeah. Back in college I had to do a sixty page paper on the theory of the egg and the chicken and what came first. It was a psychology class. Dear God. I shot myself after him, and this is just my soul just talking around. I'm not even on here anymore. I mean, I cease to exist in the planet Earth. I'm just a soul just doing XFL podcast. Um, yeah. Owned by Vince Don't, McMahon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by Vince McMahon. Uh, but, hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get a hold of myself or the Wrestling Movie Guy, XFP Podcast on Twitter is up and running and live. We did have a web page. But the sir, the person who was supposed to help us operate the webpage with blogs and so forth has turned to the dark side. So um, we, I, I just told him it's like we're going to do the page by ourselves. But hey, he's still a cool, cool cat. I'm not. I'm the person. Say so if you're either going to be with us or against us, meaning be with the XFL or you're against us. Anyways, if you want to call into the <laughs> show, six four six seven eight seven eight five three eight. To the individual that called us in the pre-show, you got on the show. We weren't going to let you get on right off the bat. We had a little intro, a couple segments. Um, but it's your time to call in right now because the XFL chat is basically over unless Wrestling Movie Guy wants to uh, get into the conversation of the followers and the media narrative against the XFL based on what they think is, you know, the true numbers. Well, everybody wants to crap on Vince because it's just so much fun to do. I mean, Bob Costas, you know, he helped get his career reignited by starting that. I mean, you can go back years and years and years, uh, back in 2001 when the XFL was about what, uh, eight weeks into the season, I believe it was. And Mm -hmm. Vince sits down and talks with Bob Costas and man, you know, I, I, I like Bob Costas, but sometimes he can be a bit of a jackass. But I, I still like him. You know, I'll watch him. But Matt, you watch what he was doing with Vince. And he was the envy of most of the media at the time. He got to sit there at the table and poke and poke and poke at Vince to the point where Vince looked like he wanted to strangle him. Because really, a lot of the questions that he was asking were incredibly unfair and very much one-sided. The media just wants to do everything they, that they can to stop Vince. But more importantly, the NFL is willing to fuel that. And a lot of the folks in the media, where do they get a lot of their jobs from when they're covering sports? From the NFL, because it's the number one sport in America. Even with the ratings going down, everything else pales in comparison to the numbers of the NFL. Uh, little known fact, when the XFL was in its infancy back in 2001, a lot of reporters for ESPN or you know Fox or whatever, uh, when they were covering the NFL, 
they were told by the NFL to not cover the XFL because it was the competition. And if they did cover the XFL, they would take away their NFL credentials and keep them out of locker rooms. Therefore, they wouldn't get a paycheck for trying to do their job, which is pretty screwed up and tells you a lot about how the NFL operates. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, damn them like the devil and everything, but there are some shady things that the NFL does or allegedly does. This is all hearsay, of course. I don't go in the locker rooms. These are all things that I've heard about over the years from folks that are more high up than I am. But I make mental notes. But the point being is that all this you know, rigmarole about how the AAF is so far ahead of the XFL, the XFL is going to be totally forgotten, those guys seem to have forgotten that the AAF is making the exact same mistakes that the NFL, sorry, XFL did when it first <laughs> began, rushing everything, trying to get as many coaches as they can, trying to get as many players in there as they can, trying to cram everything together as fast as they possibly can. And it's foolish. No professional sports league can be truly successfully built within a year. It's just not possible. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that for right now. Before I start bashing the NFL a little too much, because Lord knows I do love football. This is myself. I speak among, you know, all fans that are just frustrated from the NFL trying to run everything like they are football, like they themselves are it. They're not. You know, football is a sport. Just because you have a sports league doesn't mean you are it. When you watch soccer, for instance, is MLS the Football, like, is it the league? Is it the soccer in and of itself? Is it the entity? No, it's not. There's plenty more out there. You got the Bundesliga. You got the Super League. You got Mexico League. You got uh, EPL. There's so much out there. And the NFL doesn't want to share that pie. They don't want to be like FIFA. And even though FIFA's pretty screwed up themselves, too, they're extremely corrupt as well. But at the very least, they have made the sport worldwide so pretty much everybody has a shot to play the sport that they love and that's what the xfl is going to represent it's going to provide another shot and you could say the aaf too is as well but here's the thing the aaf yeah is trying to kill the xfl it's a reactionary league and that's what makes it even worse that's why i just don't think it's going to work out that well uh yeah and i'm gonna leave it at that for right now there's plenty more down the road i'm sure we'll figure out but right now on the wound. <laughs> well, uh, at least you got it out. And that's one good thing about that. Yeah, better out than in, I say. Um, but the one, one, one of the things or one of the subjects that came up within the last couple of hours, uh, the XFL or we say Oliver Luck uh, replied that uh, that the XFL is going to approach the NBA's you know, uh, proposal of the national anthem. And what, like, what people don't understand with the NBA national anthem is uh, when they sign on the contract and when they stand, you know, for the Pledge of Allegiance, they must stand, period. And you're going to get a lot of backlash. I know that. But the one thing I find interesting is that the NFL players, what happened in the NFL, you're going to see it again starting next year. So brace yourself. It's not going to be breaking news. Um they, they're protesting, but in the NBA, there's no protesting. And the XFL is going to do that approach about your own stand and, you know, national anthem. And 
yeah, I know the subject matter could be different for both sides. You have your pros and your cons. Uh, I just like how the XFL and uh, you know Oliver Luck is going out there and said, "This is what we're going to do. This is our bottom line. Um, period. We're going we're going to do exactly what we need to do because he knows for the survival of the league, he must cater to a lot. You know, you must cater to the fans. You must cater to the cities, and you must cater to your your city or your local your your you know organization. And proposal, it's a proposal. Yes, uh, the NFL." The NFL has one. They made it this year behind a lot of people's backs, behind the NFL, the national, the what do you call them, the Players Association. So when I see a yeah. lot of tweets and NFL like PA. stuff about, yeah, NFLPA, I see a lot of tweets about, oh, the XFL is doing the the Trump supporter ex anti liberal. I'm like, the XFL is doing their what they're doing right now is covering their ass right now, two years before they launch, so they could get the framework done. And they're going to find players who are going to play in the XFL. Don't worry about that. I like how the XFL is going to jump ahead. I'd rather have a commissioner slash owner of the league come up and say, we're doing this, we're doing this right now, and this is how we're going to do it. Except for what the NFL did and went behind the whole backs of the organizations, each team, each player, and did secret meetings. That's trash. So in my approach of it, I like the organization groups. I like how they announced it, like how Oliver Luck announced it within a couple of hours of – couple of days of him being hired so i like how the xfl is stepping forward in the situation and getting stuff down uh, agree or disagree with it i like uh, there's a we have actually have a commissioner as initiative before we even start signing players unlike what they do in the nfl i like what you were saying there uh there, there was something i was just thinking of was that there's so many secrets so many things that owners do uh, behind players' backs, and frankly, the fans' faces. You know, they they do so many things in the shadows, and I'm tired of that. Really, the way you you could think of the NFL is in a way like the mafia. There's so many unwritten rules and so many ways that they're doing things, like Jerry Jones having influence on San Diego, uh, the San Diego Chargers moving and become the LA Chargers. He was a big reason why that happened. There's just so much bullcrap that happens that they hide one thing that the xfl so far has been doing is been completely open and honest about what they're going to do and that's what we need more of i'm tired of leagues and owners doing all this crap just keeping all these secrets and doing things that are really really shady and can frankly come off a bit racist, of course, you know, with, you know, Kaepernick and everything. And, you know, guys like uh, not Steve Ballmer, the guy, uh, Donald Stern, you know, guys like that. You know, I, I think of so many screwed up ways that these guys are running things. Just be open about it and you won't have that weight of your conscience on you. Like you'll be able to connect better with the people and you're going to have an overall better product. Just be honest about what's going to happen in your league and don't have meetings about how you're going to screw over certain players just because they're going to go against your tradition. Oh, come on, get the hell out of here with that. I want an open and free league that actually openly discusses what's going on with the fans. And God, I hope the XFL will be that, you know, from, you know, by the time it's 2020, who knows? Things could change. Maybe they'll fall into the same pits as the NFL, but it's a fresh start. That's what I like about it. Well, I know a very old saying goes, everything that's happened before will happen again. Um, problem is, is can you change that narrative within the next two years? 
And not being, you know, Debbie Downer on the XFL or on the NFL or even the arena leagues that are going on right now. Uh, the one thing that we have noticed is that unlike every other professional league in the United States, talking about minor league baseball up to, to the NFL, the National Football League is the only league that has some type of stipulation or an argument against the uh, national anthem because they say it's hurting the bottom line or hurting their tradition. While the NHL, Major League Baseball, NBA, uh, all the minor leagues, International League, the East Coast Hockey League, all those other minor leagues, even the Arena Football and Indoor Football League, they're not suffering from it because they jumped ahead of the they jumped ahead of the situation and got the problem solved. Unlike the NFL, they let it portray it through half the season, then it was slightly went away. Then when the Colin Kaepernick situation came up, they they kept away from that. The NFL, in my opinion, built that drama up way like they didn't build it up it wasn't you know it wasn't though we're going to do this the owners made this last the whole 16 week season we're currently in june we're almost at training camp uh for the 2018 season and this is still a fucking subject excuse my language a subject that we're talking about the nfl had a chance to get on top of this subject negotiate with the players talk about situations get to these damn issues and get back to playing what the what the Americans love best, the number one sport in this country, American football. But you decide to point fingers at Colin Kaepernick, point fingers at Ed Reed, point fingers at other football players who are protesting for them for a cause, but you tell them to shut the F up and go on the field. Yeah, uh, I understand where they come from. But the NFL, my opinion – I guarantee I've pissed off a lot of people out there. I do apologize. If you want to prove me wrong, call us. We are welcome to the challenge. Um, but if you listen to the past shows we've done and my little rants, that stand by. Um, my opinion is the NFL thought they can play with this as a drama for people to keep tuning in each week. It's like, oh, what's the next drama coming up while putting the football product on the field? And the NFL played fire with fire, and it got burned by its own creation. Even though they had a chance to get on top of it, do it the right way, get some support from local organizations, city organizations, uh, or the NFLs, the teams, communities. But what they do, they just play the narrative and let Fox News, CNN, NBC, all the major news network, Congress, the president of the United States to get involved. Um, it was a shit show from the beginning from both sides. And the, all the blame should not be just blamed on Colin Kaepernick. What you got a lot of people from the right blame Colin Kaepernick. Got a lot of people from the left blaming Donald Trump. So the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, and all those minor league teams did it right. They you know went out in the communities. They did help. They went. They did what they had to do. But the NFL, in my opinion, built this and did like it. WWE trying to build a drama, try to keep it building. And it backfired and it hurt them. Their ratings were tremendously down from last year. The Super Bowl this year, Super Bowl, tremendously down for ratings for the past Super Bowl. That tells you something. The NFL carried this draw, uh, carried this drama too far along, and it punished them. And they need to get ahead of it. That secret mini was disgusting. This should have been out in the open. And uh, hopefully the XFL stays out in the open with these issues brings the fans in, brings the communities in, bring these coaches and organizations in and get to the problem, help out the communities, do something, and that's what will make the XFL survive, not for a season, but hopefully three or four seasons or even longer than that. Hopefully the XFL becomes a recurring seat football league after 
the NFL goes, you know, their, their season, you have XFL season. So, therefore, in my opinion, the NFL carried this out way too long. But we have a phone call, sir. Yay. Do you want to bring this guy on? Sure, why not? Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Let's give it Caller, a welcome to the XFL podcast. I'm Jay Daz, just a WrestleMania guy. What you got, sir? Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. All right, so now I, I don't you, but I actually do, of course, remember the original XFL, and I really was so hyped up about it, and then just completely flopped. Let's see that. What makes this so different than the last time? Because we all know that you just can't compete with the with the NFL and the other uh, leagues. By far, it's it's still the most popular sporting event in the country, despite its recent troubles and ratings problems the past uh, few seasons. But uh, so, how could this actually be um, succeed this time? Well, it doesn't have all the hoopla that it had before. You don't have this whole storyline. Do you remember the commercials where they would show football players running through a junkyard while things are blowing up and cannonballs are being fired at them? And then you see another commercial. It's like, ooh, our cheerleaders. We're going to go inside the locker rooms. Oh, yeah. We're going to get down and dirty. All that stuff is gone. All that stuff is being wiped clean. And they're going to be getting the right people involved. And as much as I love Dick Butkus, uh, he, wasn't the, he wasn't the guy that should have been the commissioner of that league. No. Uh, right now, Oliver Luck is an individual that, uh, again, if you were listening earlier, uh, he has run uh, MLS and Houston, which doesn't sound like much. But when you think about you Houston. The and, and, yeah, the Houston Dynamo. When you think about that they market, there, there's been plenty of times where uh, – you know, ind- you know, independent soccer leagues have tried to start something there and it's completely failed. He made it work. Houston Dynamo is one of the more successful teams in the MLS right now. This guy's That's a former true. player. He, he's a former lawyer. He's been an executive. And also he's been the number two dude in NCAA for, what, the last five, ten years? So this guy, he knows what he's doing and he knows football. He's not a... Uh, He's not one of these like star names that he's trying to grab. Um, he, he's somebody that knows what he's doing and is not about wrestling. Is not about WWE. And J Dash pointed out he's had no connection to the WWE until well last week when they made the announcement. How they're going to yes. get players? Uh, that that's a good question. They still don't have the contracts and everything worked out. I think that we'll have a better idea what kind of mm. core of players they're going to have. But most importantly. Vince has learned from the mistakes that he made before. Uh, one, one of the big things that they pointed out was that they tried to build teams in about 30 days in Las Vegas for mini camps. That's not yeah. enough time. That's not enough time to get these teams together to have a, uh, you know, a type of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Chemistry. You got to get the chemistry right. Otherwise, you're going to have screwy football well, because, and lots of fumbles. Yeah. Because in the NFL, you have OTAs. For like two to three weeks, and you fall by with the mm-hmm. training camp. You got four weeks, then you have four weeks of preseason before you get week one in the NFL. What the XFL did in 2001, you had 30 days of practice, and hey, this is the XFL with Vince McMahon going on the 50 yard line screaming like he's already drunk, you know, blasted. Yeah, you don't have time. <laughs> uh, right. But I like what you mentioned. How do you think the XFL is going to succeed compared this time, this time than last time? Um, we don't know how it's going to compete, but we do know 
that what Vince McMahon's doing right now, he is completely separating himself from the football operations scheme. He's keeping the WWE and the WWE gimmicks away from the XFL, unlike he did in 2001. Good, because that's what destroyed I think, the last time. Correct. And, the, yeah. and, and we're, and we're yeah. wrestling fans, so we agree yeah. with you. <laughs> we have our own ah. podcast that's about wrestling, so we know. Uh, but the one thing is, is that the XFL spent thousands and thousands of dollars each and every week building these massive jumbotrons at every single stadium that they've gone to. This was never seen in NFL stadiums in 2001. There weren't this, jumbotrons were there, but they weren't as big as they were. Now you're, they're saving thousands of dollars each week because all these stadiums now have massive jumbotrons. So you, you look at the, you know, the access spending that XFL did. In 2001, and Vince McMahon's already made a point. He's made into a report that there's no going to be no cheerleaders in this year's X in the XFL in 2020. Um, they're trying to get in front of some of the issues. Like Andrew Oliver Luck, I was discussing earlier, is saying that we're going to adapt the NBA's policy of the national anthem. So they're trying to get ahead of the issues, and I could tell that the XFL is approaching it as a way of an open community being open. Like you see on the Twitter pages, they're asking questions to the fans. They're asking, you know, you know, what cities should we go after? And the NFL, you don't see the NFL doing none of that to their fans. The only thing you see on their Twitter and Facebook is like, hey, come buy the $75 jersey of a player that doesn't have seen the field in two years. But you know what? We're the NFL and buy the brand. Uh, but I think the XFL this time around, Vince has learned from his mistakes. He's operated massive pay-per-views like the Re- WrestleMania. Uh, and now that he knows people and he's associated with a lot of people in the business, the hire of Oliver Luck, in my opinion, is a home run because he finally has a guy who's been into major organizations. The NCAA is one of the major organizations in, in all sports in the United States because, as you know, you get college football, college baseball, college uh, basketball. Some of the biggest sports yeah. in the United States are college-based. So it's a big home run. Is XFL going to be success in two years? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. But what I look at this way is that the narrative right now towards XFL fans and the XFL sports is that the XFL is not being supported by fans, but yet you look at Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook, the XFL is destroying the AAF already, and we're still two years out. While the AAF already has seven teams, and the the following the followership on you know online social media is nowhere near the XFL. That will change as the AAF gets closer to their kickoff, and it will change when the XFL gets closer to the kickoff. But you look at this time around. The XFL already has a fan base that wants more of it. That's why we have a damn podcast right here. And there's like three <laughs> podcasts in the same month. Uh, you look at AAF. You have little fan pocket groups. You're like, yeah, what we name our AAF team. And you look at the AAF teams. You're like, wow, you're going to all the XFL former cities. And you're starting up just like the XFL in 2001. Hey, uh, Dick Ebersol, you made the mistake once. And you're making the mistake again of trying to start a league in one year. This is what, what my co-host said, Russell Moviguest, said that this is just the answer league because the NFL knows the XFL is coming back, so that they're trying to steal the thunder away from the XFL. Do I think the XFL is going to succeed? No, but I do think the AAF will help the XFL succeed because the XFL will learn from what the AAF does and maybe you know pick up the scraps after the AAF fells after one season. I think it's a you know interesting mm-hmm. drama that we're going to see in the next two years. But the people, the, you got like over a hundred some thousand people that follow the XFL right now that technically can fill up maybe two football stands, while the AAF can't fill up an arena because they only have like sixteen thousand followers. So 
as I digress, XFL has a chance to be a success, and it could be an awesome flop. So if it is an awesome flop, this podcast will become a NFL podcast. So I don't care. Uh, but yeah. the XFL, in my opinion, has learned from its mistakes. It has the AAF to follow, too. Watch what they're doing. And whatever they do wrong, the XFL can fix. And the hire of uh, Oliver Luck is a great mind because he's been proven in all the places he's been to. But, yeah, the XFL is still two years away, and that, that's the reason. You're two years away. You don't have to rush anything. All right. Well, I, I just hope it doesn't make the same mistakes it did last time. So we'll we'll see how much we get to 2020. Yeah, we're time. 18 months away. Yeah. And I'll be almost 50 by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to hit the old 3-0. I can't believe it. Oh, Nobody's going to be able to trust me now, man. Damn. Well, sir, uh, yeah, thank you for calling <laughs> calling the show, man. So uh, we, sure. we're about 10 minutes off the show. We're going to have to cut it off because uh, uh, my homeboy has a date with the Stanley Cup. So we got to... Uh, all right. Move along. All right, I got. I got. Anyway, well, thank you anyway, Dylan. It was a pleasure to uh, have you on. We really appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Nice guy. Yeah. Did he say five zero or one five? I thought he said five zero. Ah. That's uh, you getting top of the mountain, but hey, that was the guy who called us before. Back on, I guarantee heard the clusterfuck in the soundboard. <laughs> He, heard the... <laughs> he just heard the entire thing go off, and he was like, "Well, screw that. I'm 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 going to wait a little bit. Oh, <laughs> we're already going near that 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 dumpster fire. We're, we're already <laughs> failing. We're not even nowhere near 18 months from now. I guarantee you, Victor McMahon's like, yeah, I'm going to listen to these guys. I'm going to see if these guys are like, what the fuck is this crap? Y'all fired. We're not even hired with you, dude. You're fired already. So, but <laughs> you have no opportunity whatsoever." Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you for the call, uh, sir. I really appreciate it. You're, you're, you call us back anytime. Uh, interesting question about how he thinks the XFL is going along. And, yeah, the XFL is going to learn from their mistakes, and they're going to learn from the AAF's mistakes because AAF will add the floor first. And that only benefits the XFL, in my opinion. So, yeah. Now, this brings us to what I've been looking forward to, even though we're running out of time. <laughs> the Stanley Cup. Playoffs are over. No, 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 Capitals are the champs. No, no, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about. We're talking about. Oh. Oh, you're you're closing out the show, sir. Yeah, I know you're premature. But we got to talk about the so-called self-proclaimed goat getting swept out of the playoffs. Thank you, Golden State. Thank you, Golden State. Uh, thank you, Kevin Durant. You can get the goat, you know, title off of LeBron. He's not the goat. He's a ch- he's a championship follower. He'll go to the next superstar team and try and win a championship. And don't think you're coming to the Celtics. We don't need your trash. You're a wannabe oh, I'm goat. Hearing you're, you're going. Uh, you're you're a wannabe goat. You're a wannabe Michael Jordan. You're a wannabe Kobe. You'll never be those guys. Kobe never lost. Uh, take it back. No, 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 no. He only lost one series. Uh, yeah. But a goat never gets swept in the NBA Finals, and you've been swept twice. Uh, 2004, you got swept by the Spurs, and you got swept by Golden State this year, and you should have got swept last year if there wasn't any questionable calls. So, yes, LeBron, uh, you're not the goat. You're a very damn good player. 
and you're the best player of our time, but you're not the greatest of all time, sir. Uh, Man, you're under a it. lot of players. You got to be a little fair, though. I mean, you see the, the carcasses he was carrying. I mean, oh, he yeah, literally yeah. had the players tied to him on strings. So, you know, he'd lift his mm-hmm. arm and one of the other players would lift his. He would jump. They would jump. Yeah. I mean, he was carrying dead bodies with him. Like, he was averaging 34 points a game. I'm not going to well, sit here and be like, he's the Cleveland. greatest. But you, uh, you got to cut him a little bit of slack. And I've I've crushed the guy a billion times on here. But thirty-four points a game with a crummy team, even though they got yeah. swept. They got he got swept by two of the great teams of NBA of all time in NBA history. The Spurs were definitely at the peak of their greatness, and you could argue the same for Golden State right now. It was My like question, kicking. It really was kicking a dead horse, man. But back <laughs> when San Antonio won in two thousand four, they weren't a superstar team yet. Parker, uh, Tony Parker was a rookie coming in. Ginobili was in the second year, uh, and Duncan was in the second year. They weren't superstars yet. They were a Man, good Duncan team. Duncan had been together. there since '99, though. What was it? Nine? I thought it was. Yeah, it was '99. Holy crap! You're right. That's right. Yeah. Well, never mind. Well, you had, Duncan was a superstar then. Uh, but yeah, he was Ginobili a superstar. Tony Parker was great in Europe. I, I know it doesn't always yeah. translate well, but he was great in Europe. And Ginobili, I believe, uh, that was the same deal Yeah, just for ask him. that to uh, Detroit players. fans with Darker Milicic. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say it works out for everybody. Yeah, it doesn't but work out for everybody. That was a damn good team. And so was Golden oh, yeah. State. Now, Golden State's clearly the better one, but still San Antonio with Greg Popovich. I mean, come on, man. Huh. I think the last true team to win a championship in the NBA – that had zero superstars, but they had a great collective of athletes and players and key players. They weren't superstars. They were damn good players. I think it was the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. You, well, you Big Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Rip, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Phillips, and shit, what's the other? Tayshaun Prince. There was no superstars on that team. That was a good team as a whole. And plus, Detroit got back to their badass, you know, Detroit bag boys type of basketball. And I think they were the last one with no superstars, but end up winning a hell of a lot of games and they won a championship. Beat the Lakers that had a superstar team of a bunch of old guys, Gary Payton, Steve Nash, Carmelone. Um, who's the other guy? Kobe Bryant. And I forgot the center. Hmm. It wasn't Shaq. It was someone else. No, I think it was Shaq. Yeah, no, I don't no, no, wait. Shaq, I think, had left after uh, two, three championships. I lose track. He has some I think, titles. I think, <laughs> I think Shaq went to Phoenix after that. Anyways, that's going back down memory lane. But anyways, we're down four minutes left. Now, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Stanley Cup champion. Take it after away. 44 years. 44 years. You're watching How many times do we have to lose to the Penguins? You go back even to the 80s and 90s. Yes, the Penguins were still kicking the crap out of the Capitals in the playoffs, along with the Islanders and countless other teams. If you faced us in the first or second round of the playoffs, you knew you were good. Finally, the demons have been exercised. No, sorry, Dan Marino. Alex Ovechkin is not going to be joining you in that Hall of Fame without a ring, even though I know they're two separate Hall of Fames, but they're both Hall of Famers. My main man, Alex Ovechkin, will not be ringless. He will have one. 
And man, I called this team out so many times and they proved me wrong. And I'll tell you right now, for those of you that think I'm just kissing the butt of the Capitals completely like a bandwagon, or, oh, he went out and bought a jersey. No, I didn't buy any jerseys or anything. I didn't start wearing all the gear, acting like a phony. I'm completely honest about it, and I own the fact that I called them out and called them chocos for so long. Well, guess what? Those days are over with. We, we have finally proof, got a championship. You know that. I know we that. That's have... what I'm saying. Yeah, but but here's the proof, ladies and gentlemen. Back here, you were saying this, and this completely contradicts what you said mm-hmm. before. There are people in this world that will just be searching for those little minute details. <laughs> oh, of course. But, well, they, no, one thing they can do is they can go back to some of our first episodes where you've called them out multiple times. I know, I know. But I just want to be very careful because in this day and age, with social media, people really want to have fun again. I'm covering my bases, man. I'm just covering my bases. But yes, any closing thoughts? Capitals. Any closing thoughts? What have I got? Redskins are looking pretty good this offseason, I'd say. Our D line's looking fantastic. Orlando Skandrick has been playing a lot better than people expected, and Alex Smith has somehow not torn out his rotator cuff or asked for a new contract or demanded a trade. Nobody's yelling about Dan Snyder doing anything stupid. So, so far, so good. I guess that's really all I've got to say. Um, got out everything I had to say about the NFL and their mafia tactics. Got the Capitals joy out of the way as well. And, uh, yeah, we got all about the XFL today. We appreciate the call. I think that's all I've got. All right, that's cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, follow us at XFP Podcast on Twitter, at WrestleMovieG on Twitter. Also, go be active. Email us. Do whatever you want. Be safe. Do whatever. I don't care. Um, except and except get, getting arrested. And, that, would, that would be yeah, bad. Yeah, don't get arrested. Uh, uh, find a way to see who's trying to sabotage the show. We're sorry about the two delays. Thank you for the last caller. Uh, besides from that, see you Thursday. XF, uh, some WWE talk. Uh, then next week, we may have more XFL news because there's news coming out every single week. And also, we are exactly 13 weeks from the kickoff of the NFL season. So, football is coming here very fast. Of us here at the XFP Podcast, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you Thursday and just bring it ready to talk, and we'll see you next Sunday. Be safe, drive safe, smoke safe, drink safe, um, pass some stuff in Norway so we can enjoy it too. See you next week, folks. Hasta luego, y'all. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.